Yes, I just um, yeah, Davy sort of a boot issue, maybe. Om Mangalam Guru Devaya Devi Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Brindebhyo Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Stapakaya Chudharmasya Sarvadharmasarupini Avatarvarishtaya Ramakrishnaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmarachara Prayantam Mande Gurum Parambaram Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Revo Param Brahman Tasmai Sri Guru Venamaha Om Badra Kalyenamo Nityam Saraswatye Namo Namaha Vera Veranga Veranta Vidyastanebya Evacha Sri Ganesha Sharada Guru Bhyur Mahariyo Enjoy Ma. Today, very auspicious time. Tomorrow and Monday is Ganesh Chaturthi. So very auspicious, and we'll have we'll um we'll celebrate tomorrow evening. We'll have a side shrine, Ganesha, like that for bhajans and things like that. And the titi will start by tomorrow. Tomorrow evening, the titi starts. Although on the calendar it will say Monday, but the titi properly starts on, so we can start celebrating on Sunday. Very wonderful time. Unfortunately, there's no name for Ganesha here <laughs> yet. But actually, the mother of Ganesha is going to be in today's. Names. So we're reading, we're continuing our discussions of the uh, Kali Sahasranama, the thousand names of Goddess Kali. And where were we? That was, last week we didn't do class, I don't think, right? It was because of uh, Janmastami and the like. Yeah, we were overwhelmed with Janmastami. <coughs> so we finished, we're on verse. We're on verse 27. Yes. Shruti Smriti Mahavidya Guhya Vidya Puratin Puratani Chinta Chinta Swarhas Swaha Swarhas Swaha Nidra Tandre Chaparvati. So we had done most of these names. We did Shruti Smriti, Vedas, and the different uh, categories of texts. Veda uh, Mahavidya Guhya Vidya, secret teachings, Puratani, the ancient one. Chinta Chinta, we spent most of the time last week on Chinta Chinta, that Jma is both uh, conceivable or thinkable and inconceivable, right, or, yeah, conceivable and inconceivable, <clears throat> and that, this is, I love this term, Achinta, it's one of my favorite ideas, uh, uh, because, of course, we want, we, when we approach it in so many different ways that it's, the, the limits of God cannot be con- even, even conceived, right, there's a verse in the Nirvana Upanishad, the Sanyasa Upanishad, um, yeah, that's very all the verses are like almost like like a Narada Sutta they're like aphoristic very really tight right and one of them simply says 
um, uh, Gagana Siddhanta. I think that's a Gagana Siddhanta. Siddhanta is one's conclusion, one you know, like the the the, the, the teachings are the conclusion of the philosophy of a school of thought, the Siddhanta. You know, um, like, what's a good English? I've never been to come up with a good English word for Siddhanta. Siddhanta, yeah, Siddhanta. It's Siddhanta. Anyway, so what is the conclusion of the sannyasi or the Vedantist or the mystic? That the type, the Parama. Actually, it's a, it starts Paramahansa Soham. So uh, it, the, the the text describes the Paramahansa, one who's beyond, who's gone beyond. And so his conclusion is Gagana, which means like the sky. Right? Sky means unbounded. Of course, the sky is not unbounded, but like the sky, more unbounded. So I love it. So what's your philosophy? Like the sky. It means unbounded. And then it says Nirvan Devata. And who's the deity? The deity is also Nirvana. Nir- we get the word Nirvana. Nirvana means Nirvana. The text is called Nirvana Upanishad. But it's not the normal Buddhist uh, use of the word. Nirband here means without limits, which means liberated, right? So also the, the deity worship is without limits. The philosophy is infinite, right? So I like these two. I like these verses. I like Gagana Siddhanta and Nirband Devata. So all, all the verses are just like like two words like that, you know, like. So that's a, uh, uh, the Achinta side of it. One thing we we didn't get to because I wanted to, I want to keep going through the names, but just backing up, we often back up a few a few uh, stray points. I forget. There's always something you forget to say. Uh, another meaning, chinta anchinta, means unthinkable and unthinkable. We interpret it mostly like, oh, we can, although God is infinite, absolute, beyond thinking, beyond limits, beyond conception, beyond definition, still, we gave verses to show that we can't, we have names, we have thoughts, we, have, we, can't, we can say a thousand things. This is a list of a thousand things you can say about the one, the one that you can't say anything about, think anything about. So that we can't think about it. But another thing is like, this world is thinkable. Right, and so, so thinkable and unthinkable could be another way of thinking, thinking about it, <laughs> is that she's the manifested world that 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 follows logical principles. Things can be said, perceivable thought, uh, interchange, uh, exchanging, uh, in in the world as well as the world beyond that's not beyond the, the apparent. You know, the manifest. Another way of thinking is a manifest and unmanifest, something like that. Right. Uh, uh, and that could be extended you know, to Purusha and Prakriti and Maya and Brahma. You know, you can you can keep in the, through the different schools. You can you can fit that chitta chitta. Then we did Swadha, Swaha. Swadha is the the goddess of um of, of the of the ancestors where we pour when we say oblations. The gil goes to the ancestors and Swaha to the devas. And we gave some backstories. I think today also we'll give another. Little st- and one of the names because these names are I think are clustered for a reason so they'll, they'll give a, a leading to uh, to one of the to, to one, another one of the names but uh, 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 but and we mentioned that Twam Swaha Twam Swadhi Twam Swaha Twam Swadha Twam He and the Chandi you are Swaha you are the month of Swaha and the month of Swadha I forgot to mention one we chant every single day Jayanti Mangalakali Badrakali Kapali Durga Shama Shivaratri, Swaha, Swadha, Namastute. So they're in our, they're not just like, oh, how are these related to Kali? They're the, the, one of the most popular Kali mantras. It's, it's the, this, these Swaha and Swadha are there. Right? And, and in the, uh, in the yeah, during Durga Puja, we actually worshipped Swaha and Swadha, are individually worshipped as part of the, uh, Kali, Badr, Jayanti is worshipped. Jayanti. Jayanti, Mangala, Mangala, Kali, Badra, Kapalini, Kshama, Shiva, 
you know, each one of them is considered like a different form of the goddess and, and worshipped. So it's another of the uh, Swaha and Swaha. So now we get to the next little cluster, right? Nidra, Tandra, Chaparvati. Nidra, Tandra, Cha, Cha means and. It's usually it's just to, to connect, make it, you know, it's like this, 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 and this, right? And actually, this type of Cha, especially when it comes in the kind of penultimate part of a line, uh, um, it's the way it's, I guess we, you know, we'd use like comma, 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 and, you know, and then the final word, right? So often cha comes in that place. So it's, it's meant, so actually each one of these, smithi and, shriti and, mahavidya and, guha and, vidya, is kind of the comma type thing, and the cha is there. But usually it's just there in order to um, uh, make sure the meter stays. <clears throat> One of the things that's used to glorify the Lizita Sasanama is that there's no chas. I mean, that the meter is so perfect, that the names match so perfectly, that there's never uh, a need to put cha. There's no repetitive words. This has repetitive words, right? What's the other one? And they're the longest, the most 16-syllable words. That's the other, the three great chords. And the reason, why is it so perfectly written? For no mistakes, no repetitions, very long words, and... Yeah, they, it, it, the, the, it's composed by the uh, Vak Devatas, the Devis, the, god, the goddesses of the letters, so the so forms of Saraswati, right? So on the command of Saraswati, her letters composed it, so, you know, that's one thing. But the Kali Sasarama, we don't consider the Cha to be a, disqual- a, a, a blemish. <laughs> I'm not saying that, I'm just achieved it to go. When you say something, oh, it has, the Lita Sasarama has no Chas, it's like, oh, look how beautiful it is. Not meant to criticize the other. This is so beautiful. But just see how beautiful the Lita Sasanaka has no chas. <laughs> <laughs> so there it is, cha. But also, and is a very big, that could be a name too. We can think of a whole talk on this idea of, mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, and you know, that's interesting. There is, there is there's an openness to it. But anyway, then. Nidra Tandra Chaparvati. And then the next line, Aparna Nishchaya. So I could, we'll take come, these names are related. I always is the cluster of names, right? So Nidra, Tandra, Parvati, and then Aparna. So Parvati and Aparna are, are intimate, intricately connected, right? They're both names of the same part of the same lila of the goddess. But we'll go Nidra and Tandra. So in the Yadevi Sarvabhuteshu, Nidra Rupena Samstita, it says, right? So that goddess that exists in all beings in the form of sleep. Right, so so she is sleep, and usually we think Oma is wakefulness. She's enlightenment. She's jagrat. She's, you know, uh, uh, she's all that. But she's also sleep, and that's why the first ch- first chapter of the Chandi is about yoga nidra, the goddess yoga nidra. Right, that puts uh, the verse says even when Brahma is praying to to goddess yoga nidra, God is asleep as a yogic sleep. He says you you put even like Vishnu himself is put to sleep by you. Right, and Vishnu is awake consciousness. That's like his, if you were to give a symbolic, not symbolic, I mean, that literally is what it means, but if you were to give it a symbolic, fully awake, all-pervading, ever perfectly aware, eternally aware consciousness. He's asleep. Right, what to speak of Brahma, and what to speak of, what to speak of what, what's, what's the chance for us? We also get put to sleep. I mean, we, you see, we sleep, you know, every night, most nights, you sleep, you skip one night, it's okay. Step two or three, you're gonna go batty, you know. You, ha- you can't, you can't, you can't sleep more than more than a couple nights without having major psychological. That's actually not true. You can. We can do a lot of things, right? If need need be, you know. 
And we were talking about the day during the Mahakum, no, Artakum. Mahakum. I turned the last Mahakum was seven years ago in Allahabad. Right, Swami Omananda. He must have slept, but we never saw him sleep. He was, I mean, driving people in the middle of the night. He's driving people to the, to the train station. He's arranging people things, people, new guests, arranging food, going to the camps, driving people around. You know, it's like, we, and I, I told him on the phone, Guruji, I don't think you slept. I don't know. I don't remember sleeping. <laughs> he must have slept. I mean, I imagine, but if I, he might have been. He remembered the time where he spent a month not sleeping, taking care of Bodhaguruji during his final illness. So maybe he slept. I don't know. He he says I don't remember sleeping. The daytime I take care of the guests. At nighttime I serve Guruji. You know, the, and the boys would take care of the Guruji in the daytime, and I take care of the guests. And at nighttime I take care of our Guruji. So it's more mysterious than we think, you know. But anyways, generally, we need sleep, and we're forced to sleep. You try not to sleep, you cannot, we have no, we don't have that choice. I think if she's the one that puts us to sleep, even regular sleep, she's the one to keep us awake to do a divine service, like like take care of the devotee, the Kumamela, or Guruji during his final illness. <coughs> Maybe he prayed to Yoga Nidra, please remove your mind, remove me, leave, leave me so I can do this. I can kill Shumba, Nishumba, whatever, no, Madhu uh, and Kaitaba, right? Maybe he prayed that way. <clears throat> but even she, but even, so we go to sleep, and then also, at the time of death, we also go to sleep. It's like Brahma dies, and there's a, well, we gave the number, what, 33 trillion years between, before the next Brahma is born. So he also sleeps for trillions of years, as per the tradition, right? So even Brahma's put to sleep, right? So even Vishnu's put to sleep. The point is that, that every. In nature itself, it's a necessary thing. It's, it's a divinely ordained thing, forcing it. But sleep also has another meaning. We, it's not like, oh, like everybody goes to sleep, including Vishnu. That's a simple version, reading of the story, right? It could, we, we give it, a, you know, it's ignorance. Yoga Nidra also becomes a sleep of ignorance, right? We're put, we're put into ignorance, right? Shiva's uh, Ma puts us in. And so Sri Ramakrishna described it. He always said there's Mahavidya, there's Avijamaya and Avijamaya. Right, so both are my, all both are Devi, Abhijamaya Shakti and Vijamaya Shakti. Right, Abhijamaya puts us into ignorance or covers us, and Vijamaya releases us or un- uncovers, uh, awakens us. Uh, <coughs> and Sri Ramakrishna many times said, "We cannot fight Maya because it's Yadavi It's that Devi. If we're trying to fight Maya, even ignorance, right, if we're fighting ignorance." You know, and there's no story where people fight Ma and win. <laughs> she always wins, right? There's no, there's no story like, I was like, oh, I'm going to fight Kali and win. No, it's like all the stories you fight Kali, Kali wins. That's always the way it works. The Devas can sometimes lose, but then, then they, call, they invoke Kali and then Kali wins, right? The Devi always wins, right? So we fight Ma, we're going to lose. That's guaranteed, right? So Sri Ramakrishna, we have to worship Mahamaya. We worship, we perpetuate the Devi. And he, so beautifully and devotionally, in M's, there's a book called Mm, yeah, uh, Srimad Darshan. It's in like 16 or 17 volumes in Bengali and 8 volumes, I think, in English as M. the Apostle and the Evangelist. Not a great translation, but it's a, somebody's diary recordings of M's teachings. What M did to Sri Ramakrishna, Swami Nityatmananda did to, to M. Wrote down all the conversations, right? And almost every page, it has him using this example for this Vijamaya. Uh, uh, must be perpetuated Maya must be perpetuated rather than fought and then he always expresses the way Sri Ramakrishna would express it 
O Ma, right? Do not delude me by, by, by thy world bewitching my. You know that prayer, the famous prayer, Ma, get me devotion, let me not forget you. But then he'd word it in a way that's not the Katamrita. Ma, don't let me forget you. That's the way M would uh, kind of gloss it or describe it. Or <clears throat> oh, do not be, do not delude me by thy world bewitching. It means no. Withdraw your avijamaya and give me vijamaya, right? But so more simply, ma, don't let me forget you. I don't want to forget you, ma. Don't let me forget you. Don't let me don't don't let me forget you. Why I'm in this world? Don't let things elude me. Don't you know? So that's simple. So vijamaya and avijamaya is forgetfulness and another way of thinking is forgetfulness and remembrance, right? And Krishna says in the Gita, a verse that we like to think is that that I am both the grantor of I am I am the I'm in charge of forgetfulness and remembrance right and so <clears throat> even when we forget not trying to give you out like when you forget God it's okay Ma's doing it you know you shouldn't forget God right but also Ma's doing it by her Mahamaya she's cast the let met in Mahamaya you know <clears throat> and that's one of her shaktis the five powers of Ishura right creation sustenance, uh, creation sustenance destruction covering and revealing these are the, the Vijamaya Avijamaya right uh, um so this is one of this is how she she does the thing that she does that she's doing she does that way so it's not just our regular sleep patterns and and the cycles of birth and death it's our forgetfulness and remembrance of the divine mother herself and remembrance and so in the chandi you know the again and again the gods get in big trouble right and then they, what do they do the first time they, they don't know what to do and then they go to brahma vishnu shiva and they shakti comes out of them and the great goddess comes and defeats that uh, um, Mahishasuda, yeah, the first one, Mahishasuda, right? But then, then when when the next demon comes up, next set of demons, Shuma and Nishuma come up. This time they don't, they go into the Himalayas and they meditate. Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu, including Nidra Rupena Sampata. Remember, because they get they had a boon at the end of the last scene, right? When Raktabija was killed, they gave a boon. He says, "Ask a boon." Ma says, "As she, whenever Ma appears, she'll ask you, ask a boon." She'd always say that there's an old Swami Kali Mandir. Do whatever he says. <laughs> I, my, I don't get a vision of Ma, so I'm counting on somebody. Somebody here's going to get a vision of Ma, and they can <laughs> put in a good word for me when they get the boot. Uh, so ask when, when she always. And so they said, well, we, our problem is Mahisha was alive. You've killed him, so now we don't need a boon. No, no, no ask a boon. <clears throat> so they gave a beautiful, they asked a beautiful boon. It says, in times of trouble, when we or when anybody else is struggling, if they remember you with these hymns, right, and hymns in general, not just those specific hymns, uh, remember you with these verses, right, you, you should immediately come and solve their problems, right? And, that's, and so when the, when the next one happened again after a trillion, another trillion divine years, and, and Shumba Nishumba or come up, or in our life it could be the next tomorrow you know <laughs> the next time it comes up and the next time the demons another set of demons comes up right you realize that oh that, that if when we remember you remove our which there's a teaching there remembering you removes our problems forgetting you is the cause of all problems you know uh, um, and so then so forget your forgetfulness and you're but then there's this you take that we remember even in our forgetfulness we can see mom in our ignorance we can see mom even then we don't we're not forgetful we can remember her even when we're forgetting her it's a mysterious when we're conscious that she's also remembrance, forgetfulness, she's ignorant, she's knowledge, vijamaya, vijamaya shakti. Right? It's not a nice form of ma. Right? We want we want the forms that allow us to think of her, remember her, feel her, 
presence and 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 protection like that but <coughs> sometimes it's not always like that right we, have, we can also see that's also ma Nid, uh, she is nidra then there's an interesting word tandra so tandra um, means like well, I, here I would translate it as half asleep <laughs> she's sleep she's sleep and half asleep or half awake I guess you would. I guess we were talking exactly usually it's translated as half asleep but if you think of it half means it can be seen from both sides so uh, by extension she's half awake so uh, it also in more common like use in like Sanskritized Hindi you know it would come like sleepy lazy tired it has that type of tandra thank you dear So it could be taking that same thing as like ignorance or sleep, but also when we're tired or exhausted or sleepy or going to sleep, maybe she's that, she's all states. And remember, we, we, these verses have described her as goddesses, as demons, as snakes, as apsadas, as musicians, even musicians, even weirder than demons as musicians, <laughs> all kinds of the dancers and all kinds, every, every cat, every, every, fairies and and. and all. I mean, she described that she's every... So maybe just she's just going through every little state of consciousness. She's that. She's sleep. She's sleepiness. You know, Yadavi Sarvabhusha Bhuteshu. Actually, that verse, that, that, that hymn, the Aparajita uh, Suti, is it called? Aparajita Suti. Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu. Each one of these lames, actually, it starts out, you are the... Um, rather than mess up the Chandi, which is not a good thing to do, I don't suggest it. It starts Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu Vishnu Mayati Sabdita Namastase. That goddess who exists in all beings as Vishnu's Maya. Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu Chetanetya Abhidhyate. We bow to that goddess who is known in all beings as Chaitanya, as consciousness. Right, and then all the other that whole litany, Yadavi Sarabhuta, Budi Rupena Samsita, Nidra Rupena Samsita, Kshudha Rupena Samsita, Chaya Rupena Samsita, Shakti Rupena. You know, we know, we most of you know this hymn. <clears throat> that goddess who exists in all beings, which is interesting, in all beings, including you know that, in all, as as different states of consciousness, she's consciousness and all the different states of consciousness. So sleep, wakefulness, half sleep, waking. Like it could just be every little category of, of con. She's hunger. She's sleepiness. She's uh, uh, um, uh, uh, compassion, she thirst. Every every ca- every um, state of consciousness. She's every state. She's consciousness itself, and every state of consciousness. Interesting. You could think of that as also chinta chinta, right? Con- uh, every state of consciousness can be described, and consciousness can't be described, right? So it's, again, this could be a way of another way of unfolding this chinta chinta, thinkable, unthinkable, describable, indescribable, consciousness, and consciousness's manifestations, as a. Uh, 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 Another way of thinking of it. <coughs> so we've used this example. We've given this example, but and our Guruji used to give this a lot. This is his way. His his favorite name out of the millions and trillions of names of God, and a thousand were were given a class on. His favorite was unseen power. Some unseen power is playing. You know, like with his like some the hidden. There's a hidden power behind it. So maybe we can give in Sanskrit unseen power is come up with a good Sanskrit name for unseen power. Something Shakti, the Alepa Shakti, or something like this. Something like this, you know. <coughs> hmm? 
Adrisha Shakti. That's how I'm trans. I'm re- I'm retranslating Guruji's English into into Chase Sanskrit. He's he's translating to Chase Sanskrit. Uh, uh, but he said that. So he said in his example, which is the example we use, is that like electricity. Electricity is an unseen. It's an unseen power, right? Nobody sees electricity. I mean, normally. I mean, I mean, but you see its manifestations, right? Like for instance, this light. Or this microphone, <laughs> right? So electricity in the light bulb is light. Electricity in the microphone is projected sound. Electricity in the heater is heat. Electricity in the air in the um in the, in the refrigerator is coldness. In 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 an engine, it's movement, right? Momentum. So the the electricity is one and unseen, but its manifestation that that power is seen in all these different type of things. So this is one way of thinking of these names. As every different state of consciousness, sleep and wakefulness. <clears throat> so, but because of its, we're giving interp- we're giving interpretation based up, uh, uh, based upon the names around it, right? The next name is Parvati, and so so we'll go back to Nidra and Tandra when we look think of the name Parvati. So Parvati is, of course, is a very beautiful name of the Divine Mother. As and usually we think of Parvati as the Spouse or the wife or Shakti of Shiva. <clears throat> so it's interesting in this, in just before Parvati is Swadha Swaha, right? Chinta Chinta Swadha Swaha Nidra Tandra Parvati. So there's a story I didn't tell last week about Swadha, right? So Swadha, if we remember from last week, <clears throat> is the <clears throat> daughter of. Daksha, Prajapati Daksha. Sati's, Sati had many sisters, one of which was Swaha, two of which were Swaha and Swadha. And I told how Swadha, how Swaha fell in love with Agni and then got married. You know, there's a way how he got connected to I think I ended last time with that story. But the story about Swadha. So Swadha, she got married to, naturally, to the Pitris, the, the ancestral realms, the lord of the ancestors, to the ancestors. The mains, I guess we'd probably say it in Western tradition. Right? <clears throat> and she had three, according to the story, she had three daughters. Right? She had uh, 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 Mena, Dhanya, and Kalavati. Right? And so one time they were going to, they went on a, on a vacation to uh, Baikunta to get the blessings of Lord Vishnu. I suggest everyone go to Baikunta and get the blessings of Lord Vishnu. But be careful. Because Many times we've heard the story where the four Kumaras, the, 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 the mind-born, the first, the first creatures, the first created beings, mind-born sons of Lord Brahma, <coughs> the four little boys, they were also visiting um, uh, Vaikuntha. And actually that's how we get the whole story of Nishingadev, that the gatekeepers insulted them and they got cursed to be born. So this is, they're, they're very pure beings, and, but they're quick to curse. They look like naked little kids, but they're actually illumined adults, right? So they're they, uh, so we we can think of them to dismiss them. We was very care very careful. You have to be careful around sages and children. Both both of them, <laughs> both things are have a unique quality. Be careful. So they acted disrespectfully. I don't know what they what was said. It was a long time ago. Uh, uh, what they said to the four Kumar and the four Kumars gave them a curse and the worst curse. To, to give a deva, a god of some sort, he says, may you be born on earth. 
Mm. Right. You know, it's like be born in a human, in a physical body, because that's, that's like a low... We even think, of course, in one sense, we're the crown of creation, but this is not... That's what we're saying. <laughs> that, but, you know. <laughs> Starfish think they're pretty cool, too. You know, everybody thinks they're at the height of the thing. So in the Deva world, human beings, is human body or human incarnation is not a very relishable uh, position, right? And so they go, oh, no, not a human body, right? You know, it's like, please, oh, please forgive us. We didn't know what we were doing, please. And, but a, a sage's curse can't be changed, but it can be mitigated, right? So often that's all the thing is, oh, in a moment of anger, out of moment of stupidity, you said something stupid. Out of moment of anger, I cursed you, right? But there's a line, right? That they, they all say, but a curse of a sadhu is always good. Always brings blessing. And we see many times, uh, Narada's example, he, he gives a curse and always good comes from it, right? Uh, um, Durvasa also. Durvasa is the, the one who gives the most curses. He walks into a room, you know, if he, if Durvasa he, if he, if were to walk in before anybody had a chance to notice him, he goes, what? A sage is coming, nobody's bowed to me, I curse you all. You know, that's, <laughs> what type of behavior? That's his, like, he was like, he, he, he eats only river grass, so I think it's too much fasting makes you that personality, I think. I get that way too, and I caught it, see, I think. <laughs> no rice, makes me very grumpy. <clears throat> I try not to curse anybody. <clears throat> But uh, so they say, okay, this good will come, even though we've cursed you, but we'll, good will come from this curse. And so he said, you'll be, all be born on earth, but in different families, and, 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 and great things will happen. So Mena, you'll be born in the Himalayas, right? And you'll marry Himavat, the lord of the Himalayas, personified, right? And you know, Mena is the mother of Parvati. So the supreme Parashakti, Mahadevi herself, the supreme goddess, the great goddess, will be born as your daughter as Parvati. Right, that's one. Who are the others? Uh, Danya. Danya, you'll be born in um, um, Videhi. Right, uh, 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 in Videha, the kingdom of Videha. And, and you'll marry uh, uh, King Janak. Right, and goddess Lakshmi will be born as your daughter as Sita. Right, so she gave birth to Sita. Right. So I don't know, actually I don't know where the story, this is in the legendary in Puranas, I don't know, I can't tell you this is oral tradition for me not not i can't quote the verse and the other one was, um uh, and kalavati kalavati says you'll be born in vraj bandal in the area of vraj and, and you'll marry brishabanu brishabanu and and the supreme pakriti muda pakriti will be born as your daughter as radha so this is a so we got from these three from, the, from swadha comes uh, uh her three daughters are, her granddaughters, not bad lineage, her granddaughters are Parvati, Sita, and, and uh, uh, Radha, very nice. <coughs> so anyway, so, so, uh, so this is a little, uh, most people don't know, I could find stories that nobody's probably haven't heard. <coughs> so what happened, we all know the story of, of Sati, you know, Shiva, Married Sati in a, in a, uh, and didn't go well with Daksha. You know the story. If you watched the eight hundred uh, episodes of Devakin Mahadev, you've, you've seen Devakin Dev Mahadev, eight hundred something, eight hundred twenty six something episodes. Half of those were Sita. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, Daksha being really angry of the whole thing. So you know. So at one point, Daksha insults Shiva and Sati commits sati, right? She, she burns herself up in the yogic fire, right? And Shiva is very angry and, and very um, uh, hurt, right? 
and we all know he takes her body and then Vishnu cuts it up and, uh, into 50 or 100 parts. The Devi Bhagavatam gives two lists, of both 50 and 100 Shaktipitams. The 50, 54 is a, is a common number. And, and, uh, and then Shiva goes to meditate. No longer, he no longer has his Shakti externalized, his wife. Um, so he just, I'll, I'll find her internally. I'm not different. Shiva and Shakti are one and the same. I don't need, I don't need Shakti. I have, Shiva, is, Shiva and Shakti are one and the same. And he folds his both feet up and he's, he's you know, and, 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 and like this. <clears throat> and he wanders time to time from, to various Shakti Pitams. Because there, there he feels, as you can see, there's an emotional, in a Shakti Pitam you feel close to the Devi, but still, no external form. Humber Masmi, you know, like, like this. Uh, 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 but there's a problem because Shiva, when Shiva closes his eyes and folds up his legs, this is a, we've talked about this pose before also, when he sits in Padmasana, that means he's away from the earth. He's not touching anything. So he's in totally internal. So Shiva without Shakti, without the, what happens? If he's not looking at Shakti, Shakti gets cold. Everything, nature freezes. That's why you see him in the Himalayas and icy peaks, right? High Himalayas, Arminat, Shiva, Lutev, and things like this, right? And usually when you see Shiva with Parvati, right, you have the pose where he's one leg is up and one leg is down. You see that pose, like Lalita often, yeah, this picture of Lalita has that, that pose, right? Because he's, he's also touching the world, he's engaged, right? He's looking at Parvati, he's looking at Shakti, right? He's looking at Shakti animates when Purusha by, the, by, by using Samkhya by the influence of Purusha and Pakriti by the closeness of Purusha and Pakriti Pakriti moves vibrates right like the sun shining on you shine a sun on ice it melts and then you have rivers so then you have all the signs of nature and speaking of rushing rivers and blooming trees and like this right so he's indefinitely in the ascetic pose, right? No need for Shakti at all, right? Shiva's all, all you need, right? It's complete. He's the one alone. He's the one existence, pure self. He's lost in... And, and, but you can see... But the fact he keeps moving from Shakti Pita to Shakti Pita, holy place, I mean, there, there's some... He's searching internally. He's searching and finding his Shakti, his Swashakti, his own thing. But there, there's still some sentiment. Um, so in the... And so... Nobody does good when Shiva ignores the world, right? And nature just begins to get shrivel up and die, right? Except there's one demon who made a good use of it. That's Tadakasuda. And Tadakasuda, he, he got a boon from Lord Brahma, always. He, uh, um, he got a boon from Lord Brahma, and he says, may I be, what he always asks, may I be eternal? That's not possible. Uh, and then he's okay. Then you think, how do I make a boon that makes me eternal? He says, well, Shiva, Sati is dead. Right, and Shiva is just—he won't even open his eyes, right? You know, so he asked for a boon that may I be killed. If I'm killed, I can only be killed by the son of Shiva, right? But not just son of Shiva, by the—I guess we'd say the—the the legal son, the rightful, the <laughs> legitimate son. Means, and so Shiva is definitely not married, right? That's that's for sure. And he has no interest in getting married, right? He won't even open his eyes, right? So, so he. Getting that boon, he he raged against the gods. He raged against humans, and he you know first he took over hell. hell that was easy. He took over humans, also really easy. Mm -hmm. Took over gods, a little harder, but he he was like that. And he reigned as like he always said. He became Indra. He is the king of heaven, earth, and hell. 
right? Uh, uh, and so the gods didn't know what to do, so they all they were they were scared, and so they went to the Himalayas to do tapasya, right? They need to get. They went to Vishnu and Vishnu. This is all in Devi Bhagavatam. You can read, and beginning of the um, of the Devi Gita section, it's there. The chapter previous to the Devi Gita section, it's there. They um. They became very nervous. Uh, 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 they went to Vishnu, and Vishnu says, "Oh, Ma, the pro- your problems is you've forgotten Ma. You have to go to she can survive all our problems. Go and do tapasya." So they go and they do thousands of years of tapasya, and Ma comes with a blazing um, pillar of light, right, overwhelming. And then she takes the form of Bhuvaneshwari, who is the fourth picture in our list here of the Dashmahavijas. Right, takes on a beautiful form of the goddess, and and what's your boon? Right, and the boon is we're started at that point also. It's like they said, we don't have a, a we're seeing you, that's sufficient. Says, no, no, there are some you, you started this puja for some reason, so okay, may please be born, right, and marry Shiva, get him to have a kid, and that kid can kill Tadakasura, and we can have our positions back, right? The gods can be in heaven, we can rain down blessings on the earth, or humans can give sacrifice, and the whole the divine economy and ecology cycle can be put back right and she says okay yes, yes let it be you go I, I shall yes I'm already a portion of myself will be born as 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 Parvati to the Himalayas to you because actually they were in the Himalayas and the gods were headed by Himabat the king of the Himalayas personification of the Himalayas um, and but then the the in in uh, uh, then Himalaya keeps asking more questions right and it's like okay you'll be born but Yes, having you be born in my family is not sufficient. Yes, how will I know you? How will I love you? Give me knowledge, right? And then you have the Devi Gita spoken, right? This a, a kind of a, a second part of that thing, right? Because you can see, you can have, you know, literally you can have the Divine Mother in, in, in born in your house, but if you don't know it, if you don't, you know, it's not, you know, you serve your place in Leela, but he wanted some knowledge too. And we also want knowledge too. So, uh, uh, so he gives the teacher the Devi Gita, and then so she's born as the daughter of of um, uh, uh, Minu and and Himabat. And the child knows in his in her mind she knows she can visualize who her husband's going to be. She sees Shiva, right? And Narada also comes up and also says, "Oh, you're, I've looked at her hand and her horoscope, and it's very clear she'll marry she'll, she'll marry the topmost person." Right, the knower, the self, the, the, but don't be scared. He looks very inauspicious. Right, he doesn't dress properly. He doesn't dress for starters. He doesn't dress properly. He doesn't dress. Right, he's covered in ashes. Right, and then ghouls follow him. So it's like, don't be scared. He had matted hair, dirty matted hair. Uh, um, uh, uh, and they're like, oh no. So they're very nervous. They, they know. They both know she's destined to marry the Shiva character, but they're scared. They're not happy about it. Also. No mother like this. <clears throat> so at one point, Shiva, when he's moving around to do tapasya, he goes to Amarnath in the Himalayas, that the famous Icelingam representative. And he sat. And so when Himavat realized, oh, Shiva's there now. Now is our chance to introduce him to my daughter. You have to, you know, the first, mm-hmm. have you seen my beautiful daughter? Yeah. <laughs> 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 the, the arrangements, the, the negotiations start young, you know. And so he went there, and Shiva didn't even want to open his eyes, right? And he completely ignored me, and he said, no, please, I want to serve you. He says, I don't need, you can serve, you can serve me, but this is a typical thing. You can help me by leaving me alone. You know, just leave, <laughs> that's the way you help me, right? No, no, we want to bring you food, I don't need food. We want to, you know, like, my daughter will serve you. And he looks, 
But so the stories go, he looks at Parvati, and she's very, of course, this is his own Shakti, like his destined, right? But he, and therefore he feels a little bit of, a, of awakening, you know, it's like, and that's for sannyasi living, definitely not interested in, in, in a marriage. It's like, there's nothing more dangerous than a very beautiful young girl whose father is pushing have you have you met my she can serve you she can she cooks very nicely she can, you know, this, this is the way this is the way it's, it's worded you know and Shiva goes I'm not like uh, 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 I don't need your help and definitely don't need her her help take her away right and then she argues with him this is not known in so many texts or uh, uh, she argues with him and starts saying that what's the big deal if I serve you if you're such a big sannyasi <laughs> many sannyasis have fallen for this <laughs> Shiva set a bad example for all of us <laughs> a long time ago <laughs> right uh, 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 what does it matter you're such a girl you're a knower of the self you don't even you don't even notice Pakriti right and you know uh, and, and but, but even tapasya requires you're, you can only do tapasya in Pakriti Right, the pasya itself is a, a function of pakriti, and without pakriti, purusha can't move. She starts giving a typical talk of sankhya, right? Because <laughs> because she's identifying your purusha, I'm pakriti, right? And and therefore you know, uh, uh, and that you can't function without me, right? And then I was trying to remember, trying to know how to phrase it. It's a clever, almost joke, almost an insulty, like a burn type of type of thing. Shiva goes. He says that, oh, you seem to be very expert at the Sankhya, uh, talking Sankhya. Right? He so says, you haven't heard true real Vedanta yet. Right? I'm, 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 I'm Vedanta, it's not a Sankhya. There is no Purusha Pakriti. These are all fake. This is all unreal. I, I'm, only Brahman exists. You don't exist. Kind of like, you know. There's that great video. Of the, remember that? You've seen that video online. It's a, uh, uh, like, you, you hurt my heart. Remember these little kids arguing? Have you seen this? It's, you, just look up on YouTube, you poked my heart. It's spectacular. Two little kids, like, I don't know, six or five or something like that, are fighting about it's raining or it's sprinkling, right? So it's a big theological discussion of if it's raining. And then, it's a, then the appeal to scriptural authority. My mother says it's sprinkling. No, my mother says it's raining. And then one, of the, a little, one little girl goes and pokes the little boy. He said, you hurt my heart. You hurt my heart to poke my heart. You poked my heart, right? And but then there's the great line, right? And, and then the boy looks at her and says, you're pretty. You're not real. <laughs> like, like, he's going to be a very good or very bad sannyasi when he grows up. That's like, you're pretty. You're not real. You know, that was his defense. But... And then there's another little girl that's a real mystic who says, like, well, let's just go outside and look. You know, <laughs> they're arguing based on the authority of their parents, you know, but like, you can just go out and look. It's a great, you poke my heart, look it up. <clears throat> when you get home immediately, don't forget. It's worth it. Um, but anyways, you're pretty. So basically Shiva says, you're pretty and you're not real. Right? <laughs> that's, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> kind of like that, right? And this is the way the stories are told. So it's meant, it's, I'm not being disrespectful. It's the bob of the, of the story, you know. Uh, uh, so anyway, she, 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 so, so, but she says, well, if you're such a great sannyasi, then you won't mind me being here. If I don't exist, it doesn't matter if I'm here or not. And he thinks, well, that makes sense. <laughs> right? So she surveys like that, but, it, but he doesn't. So nothing's happening, right? That's when we hear the story that the, the gods become impatient and they hire Kamadev to shoot his arrow to awaken some desire in Kashiva's not, not waking up, you know? 
and we know that then he kills, he burns Kamadev. Uh, we know the story. Uh, um, but that doesn't work either, right? So sh- she goes back home, and he moves on on his pilgrimage, right? And then she begins to, she realizes, Narada Muni shows up again and says, okay, the problem, he's a tapasya, he loves tapasya. You need to do tapasya. And he gave her the mantra, Namashiva, the Panchakshari mantra, described the, the Namashivaya mantra, chant this mantra and do austerities, right? And so she said, okay, I'm going to the forest to do austerity. The parents tried to stop her. Don't go. You know what, what, how she says, don't go? Uma, right? Don't go, right? One of Ma's name is Uma, right? Don't go. So it's like, oh, Ma, that's another Tommy Jeevan. But so she, so where did she go? She went back to Amarnath Cave, same place where Shiva was meditating, and she sat in the same place. And started doing her japa, her puja, uh, and and at first she was she was only eating fruit, she was only taking fruit, then she was only eating leaves, and then she was only leaving leaves that fell, not picked, that's a different. And then she stopped even eating leaves that fell. She was doing such fasting, right? And therefore, one of the next name actually, after Parvati is Aparna. That's the next name means one who. With, doesn't eat, take even leaves without leaves. We'll go back to that name. It's a little deeper name than that. But uh, so she she she's fasting completely, and that fat that tapasya, one of her names. The next thing is tapasvini. So these are the cluster of names, right? This is, the, this is about this lila. Uh, she um, um, so Shiva. He he realizes. Oh, she's maybe this is pleasing him. Tapasya is the way you get Shiva's uh, Shiva's heart. And so she sends, first she sends the Saptarishis, right? Uh, uh, and the Saptarishis ask her, what are you doing here? Right? Oh, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm meditating. Oh, Shiva, he doesn't exist. If he does exist, he's not very good. You know, it's like, oh, you leave this place. What have you come here to confuse a young girl, you know? And so hearing that, she was so fixed, right? That even by the argument of the Saptarishis, Shiva himself went in disguise as a some sadhu, Brahmin sadhu. So what are you doing, young girl? So, uh, the, the conversation is very funny, but ultimately is, he says, I'm, 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 I'm fasting to get Shiva as my husband. This is Shiva, he's a useless person. He's, you know, he's naked and covered in dirty and is very bad company. Doesn't, you know, and, um, and she gets very upset, right? He says, Shiva doesn't, he won't never, he'll never accept you. This is Shiva himself doing this, right? In that case, my fire, my tapasya, in my previous incarnation, I burned myself for Shiva. If I can't do it, then I'll burn myself in Shiva again. So she jumped into the fire, in her own fire. But this time it didn't burn her, right? You know, so this is, this is a, another little detail, right? Uh, uh, and then Shiva, and she said, I'll build another fire. And she said, that didn't work. I'll, if, if Shiva won't, then I'll get another fire. And then Shiva changes his form and touches her. and says, oh, no, don't be so, <laughs> I was just testing you, you know? And so, and then, but then there's an interesting scene that uh, uh, says, well, okay, I accept you as my, as my wife, right, uh, once again. But she says, no, no, last time we eloped, right, as sati, we simply eloped, right, and dad wasn't happy, it didn't go well, you know, this time we'll do it, I want a wedding, I want you to go ask my hand for my father, the whole thing, you know, uh, uh, uh. and he says, these things don't exist, family doesn't exist to me, the world doesn't <laughs> exist, these, says, no, no, it may not exist, the same argument, if it doesn't exist, why not, then it doesn't matter if you do it or not, just do it, <laughs> right, that's always the argument that she gives, right, but so this is the way Parvati um, uh, um, uh, uh, became the spouse of Shiva, and then they had the son Kartikeya, Skanda, 
<coughs> very complicated and interesting story, set of stories. And Skanda eventually kills Tarakasura. So that's thus writing her the purpose of her of course this is just a story version, it's not the real purpose of her incarnation. But as soon as Shiva's now engaged with his wife, engaged uh, looking at her, what it is is Purusha is now in proximity to Prakriti, in connected to Prakriti. Prakriti begins to move. That's a classical thing, right? In which case now life, prosperity, and, and fertility, and, 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 and um, uh, you know, nature, rivers move, and forests bloom, and the whole type of thing, you know? So that's, uh, that's Parvati. So, anyway, so the next name, so Parvati. So also, Parvati, what does Parvati mean? That's another thing. Parvati, Parvat means mountain or rock. Right, so we could take it at that level. We told the story for him. So Parvati is one who's, it's sometimes beautifully translated as like the daughter of the mountain. Right, that's a bit, I, like, I like this name. She's the, the daughter of the, or the mountain born. The, you know, the daughter of the mountain. So in one sense, she's born of the Himalayas, right? But she's also, um, so the first in the Navadurga, the first one is Shailaputri. Shailaputri means the same thing. Shaila means stone, Shila, right? Uh, like Shalagam Shila, Shila the same. Shila Putri means daughter, the daughter, the one who's born from stone. So we've given the general story. We'll give a little bit of a kind of a um, yogic or tantric interpretation, mystical interpretation, is that Parvati is she's born from the from the mountain. So in the Chandi, Parvati's name appears when the gods are in the Himalayas praying Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu. And all of a sudden, there's some lady taking a bath in the, in the Himalayas, right? Her name there is given as also Parvati, right? And she asks, hey, you gods, what are you, what are you chanting over there? Right? There's also a funny little scene. What are you chanting over there? And then she answers, oh, I see what you've done. You know, you, you've been kicked out of heaven by some, by some, some, some low-class demons. You've lost your position, and now you're crying for help, right? And then she, and then she says, but then... The one you're praying to, the one who exists, which is Yadavi Sarvabhuteshu. They're praying, the God, that goddess that exists in all beings, right? That's me, right? And then she comes, and then it says that she comes, from her form comes another form. And so her, and her, her name is, they call it Kushika, or Kaushika, that which is unsheathed, or that which comes out of the sheath. So the same, born from the mountains, born daughter of the stone, or unsheathed, coming out of the body. Another form comes out. This is the same concept. And also, Yadavi, the one who's hidden in all beings, is now manifested. So, yogis interpret this very often as Kundalini, as a reference to Kundalini, or proto-Kundalini, you could say, probably before the Kundalini idea was fully uh, developed. But it's, it's uh, already there. So, she comes out, of, so Parvati is a name for Kundalini. So now, if you, uh, the goddess who exists in the mountain is the body, the, the goddess that exists in our body, Right, and where does she live in 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 the story when she created tomorrow's Ganesha's uh, Ganesh Chaturthi? So it's, this is connected to it. She she bathes in a kund called Gori kund, right? And she puts Ganesha. She makes Ganesh out of her body, out of the dirt of her body, right? Using turmeric and the dirt that's you know if you do if I do it roast myself out, you can probably get all the the dirt that comes even after a bath. You're not that clean, you know. You go go to a, go to a, you know get a body scrub. You realize like <laughs> you know that's like from that. So from turmeric, which is a symbol of the earth, 
right? The turmeric represents, or the color of the earth element is by in tantra is that turmeric color yellow. <clears throat> so turmeric, and uh, 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 and the dirt of her body. So that's she from her body she creates some and, and said you you guard. So Ganesha, she's Parvati coming out of the the. Uh, so that, that, that dirt of the body, the yellow color, is Muladhara Chakra. Her kund, her pit, her, uh, where she's bathing or where she's living, is Gori Kund. Kund means pit, right? Or it also means pond, right? So Kundalini is also the, the, the pit of the, of, of the of her, which exists. That Gori Kund exists in our body at the base of the spine. Ganesha protects it at, also at Muladhara Chakra. He, he lives in Muladhara, right? He's also a lambodhanam. He's a, he he holds lam, which is the earth mantra. He uh, uh, so it's the, the symbolism is there throughout. <clears throat> so then it's interesting that now nidra and tandra can take on new meaning when you think of parvati as kundalini. Right, it has an interesting thing because then kundalini has a quality of being asleep or dormant, right, and awakening, and then awake. Right, these are all so you can think of it this way also that as kundalini. As Parvati, who exists within the body, is esoteric interpretation. Uh, she's sleeping as Kundalini, and she's also awakening as Kundalini. Right? She's in the half. She's she's Nidra and Tandra, Parvati. I have my look at the clocks. What time is it? Anybody know what time it is? Yes, I don't want to. Six. Six o'clock. Okay, we're doing good. I have time to sip water. Mm-hmm. Any questions so far or comments? Yes. Well, Tundra was that it was a yogic state and that perhaps it's that luminous state between waking and sleeping, perhaps meditation. Yeah, yeah. And also it made me think about the whales because... Like the what? Whales. Whales, uh-huh. Because half their brain sleeps at one time. And then the other half sleeps. Is that true? So That's interesting. That. Mm-hmm. I heard about that in the Korean, but um, hmm. so yeah, no, so, so if we give it a yoga interpretation, true, then these are going to be various states, in between states, and between yeah. waking, because actually between waking and sleep is not just waking up. There's also that's another that's a you bring up a good point because <clears throat> this is a, a classic thing in in Vedanta also, in Upanishads and the like uh, 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 of of the three states, the normal three states of consciousness of waking, dreaming, and dreamless sleep, right? Deep sleep, wakefulness, and, and, and dreaming, right? right? And when you move from, from waking to dream, or dream, you're moving back, rotating between these, they exist in something, right? They exist in, in, in there's different, and, but how do you see what they, we don't know how to experience, actually, if they consider it a, the forced state, right? That, uh, uh, which means uh, fourth is chaturti, right? Chatur, right? Chatur, which becomes that becomes symbol of by turiya. Turiya means now it means transcendental, but it comes from number four, the fourth state, right? But it's not really the fourth; it's the only state in which these other states exist. The, it's a substratum which exists, but you only see it. But it's, it's, of course, in deep samadhi meditation, that type of thing, maybe you could experience the fourth state, or by by revelation. Contemplation, you can get some experience of it, or it's the, the thing is, it's not something to experience. The states are experienced. It's the experiencer or the content in which experience and experience exists. It's a little, it's so foundational. 
But when do you notice it? You notice it, you can, you can notice it, the yogis say, Sri Ramakrishna also said, in between the different states. Right? You know, it went so between waking and dream, between dream is like at that moment, we're not conscious at that moment. Right? We don't even notice it happens. I don't know what happens, right? But you can make yourself conscious, you can extend those moments, right? Or another thing you can think of it another way is like those three states, another way of thinking about it is the three letters of Om. Right? Or any mantra, right? Sakura would describe it. Is that any, any mantra you say, when you say a mantra, if, you only, if, you're, if, mantra, if japa is going very well and you're only thinking, if you have no other thought that's hard to do, or you're only thinking the mantra, right? So when you say the mantra and you only think the mantra, there's no other thought, right? And you say the mantra again and there's no other thought. You say the mantra again, there's no other thought. In between, there's no other thought, right? So that's the only one of the rare time by practice you can actually somehow see, feel, experience the fourth state that in which which in which thought exists within the states of consciousness exists, right? And so then the secret becomes a trick or a technique or a science. Uh, art, art and science, to extend that period in between thoughts, right? You extend, you extend the time between the thoughts or between the mantras or between states of consciousness or transitional state like that, uh, because there's no then then you you're getting something like a pure, the pure experience or a pure experience, right? So tandra could be something like that, the in between state this way. I started because the general meaning means lazy. That's how it's usually used, you know, it's like tired, sleepy, lazy, and going, you know, it's like, or waking up lazy in the fact that we're tired when you wake up, not necessarily tired going to sleep, maybe it's tired waking up, but it, but it's been interesting that it could be this, in yogic, uh, uh, in yogic circles, it has a very, uh, a more uh, uh, specific uh, uh, definition. Yeah, it's very good. <clears throat> I've been thinking the last last week like tundra. There's a lot to that word. I don't know how, how am I could what I could speak about tundra. I should have asked you. This is good. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was saking. There's something. There's a, it's that in between. Actually, a lot is in the in between. You see, in, in between, also like in 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 Swara yoga, like between breaths, right? In in uh, there's techniques where you focus on your you focus your attention on the breath, right? This is a very simple kind of awareness type, type of, of technique. Right, but it's not just okay. You 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 like oh when I'm exhaling, Guruji used to, his first teaching. They see the new kids come. His first his first like instruction to the kids, right? He says when you when you breathe in, you get close your up straight, close your eyes. As you breathe in, be conscious that you're breathing in. As you breathe out, be conscious you're breathing out. Right? It's actually really hard. We never we're not conscious of anything. <laughs> when to speak of like the most the thing that we're doing seventy two thousand plus times a day, we're doing all the time, you know, or ten thousand, whatever. No, so, uh, forget how many. Hmm? 21,000. 21,000. 76 is the 20, 70, yeah, 21. Yeah, 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 yeah. These are symbolic numbers, but they're roughly good. Uh, 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 we don't even know it, but and so he does it, and, and, and he asks it after, what did you see? And the kids, oh, that was, you know, they've never, even the idea of just sitting down and thinking one thought carefully, noticing something, is not a, is a big thing for a lot of people, right? But then that's not sufficient, right? The, the, in more advanced forms, and then it's like, in between, before when you make when you exhale and you inhale again, and you inhale and you exhale again, there's a gap. Mm. There's a stop. There's a juncture. A sandhya, sandhi, sandhya, right? A, a, a juncture, right? Focus on that, because when you breathe in, you're conscious of breathing. But when there's when when it switches, what are you conscious of? There's something. There's every, every anything meets. There's something magical, mm -hmm. right? So right now the sun's going down. Day and night are meeting. It's a magical moment. It's a powerful moment. 
right? Between waking and sleep is a powerful moment, right? Between thoughts, between, between states of consciousness, right? And you see in, 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 um, uh, in the Shingadev story, it's all, everything in between, mm-hmm. between night and day, right. between earth and, uh, in between earth and sky, between animal and human, between every, every moment, that, like, that exact moment, there's, that's where the magic happens, you know? And so uh, it's a training to notice, to notice that, mm-hmm. right? And so let's bring that into the Parvati <laughs> idea, right? That what happens usually when you're at, in, like between, like uh, this is not a class on Swara Yoga, but uh, we breathe, most people never notice that you breathe or not, that you're breathing, right? We don't even notice when we stop breathing. Like it's like, <laughs> all of a sudden, like, so you just, I haven't been breathing, you know, that's weird. <laughs> How long wasn't I breathing? You know? It's a weird thing. Uh, um, people have, people stop breathing when they sleep, and then you know that's what is sleep apnea or something they call it, right? Mm. Something where you stop breathing yeah. for a period of time, and eventually you kick in, hopefully, before anything you choke and things like this. But um, but also we're breathing. We're only breathing through one nostril. It's another point, right? And if you never, if you ever noticed that you're only breathing through one nostril, right? And I remember when I taught the class at UCI, we mentioned this to a class full of yoga teachers, and they're like. Like, like even yoga teachers have never noticed that they only breathe one nostril at a time. So you're you're the, you switch from Ida and Pingala uh, back and forth every roughly two two and a half hours, right? Uh, um, uh, roughly, right? It was when, uh, uh, but and we don't always we almost never notice when it happens, right? But it happens. Nature does that switch between Ida between sun and moon, which is when when sun when at sunset, and between moon and sun. At sunrise, right? These are two, and at noon and midnight, also through midnight, there's a, there's a switch, right? And so it's happening in nature, and we're tuned. And yogis tend to get into cycles, and they clean by washing and flossing everything to get clear, so that that that, that they're they're not goofed up. So the, the the natural cycles of nature tend to we tend to to, to, to follow that, right? So we know Ida and Pingala become united, or 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 it's or oh, I'm sorry. There's a switch between Ida and Pingala, between right nostril and left nostril, at sunrise and at sunset, roughly, right. And so it's also so when you in in your in your, in, in Surya Nadi or Chandra Nadi and Ida and Pingala, right, different things according to the shastra, uh, Shiva Swaroya Shastra uh, Tantra, the text that this is most sophisticatedly revealed in, but it's in many texts, um, esoteric uh, yoga hidden esoteric tradition. Um, um, <clears throat> some things go well. In, when Ida is flowing, and some things go well with when when Pingala is flowing, right? And uh, but nothing goes well when Shushumna is flowing. When it switches from right to left, to the moment Prana is in Shushumna in the center, you're not, it's not Kundalini awakening. Just Prana in Shushumna and it switches, right? Maybe Prana is always there. Just all the all the static of the left and right being removed between waking and sleep, right there. Um, and so. These are dead times materially. They have no benefit materially, right? You don't make a. This, you don't make a. They say in the scriptures, "Don't eat food at sunset; it becomes poison." Right? Don't make a business decision. Don't make a vow. Like, oops, sorry. Don't make a vow. It's not. A, but it's a very good time for. Ida and Pingala have their own glories, right? The emotional, and mental natures, right? But Shushumna's glory is spiritual, right? It is meditative, right? So at that time, it's a good time to meditate. So what do we do? We come to the temple, or at home, we light some incense, we blow a conch, we sit, we, we, chant, we chant Gayatri, we chant a little... What you do, you quiet things down, and you focus on God. 
right? Because that it's an opportunity to do spiritual practice. It's some benefit to it, mm-hmm. right? But it's also that in between time, right? And so when Ida and Pingala, it's constantly moving back and forth, and and, and, it's, and it's prana is moving into Shashumna, but without noticing it. If we notice it, extend it, direct it, encourage it, open the way for it, right? Not force it. We can't do that, <laughs> right? Uh, um, uh, then what happens? Then prana moves in, in, into shumna, and then theoretically, potentially, kundalini can also awaken. Until prana is in shumna, kundalini can't awaken. Right. So this is also. Uh, this could be the uh, the nidra tandra, that 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 very noticing of the in between uh, in between state it causes the awakening of kundalini, here represented by name parvati, parana. No. All right, I didn't expect that one. Mm-hmm. Aparna. So the next name, the first, Aparna Nishchala Lola Sarvavija Tapasvini Ganga Kashi Shachi Sita Sati Satya Parayana. These are very beautiful names. Aparna and Nischa. We pick actually just like, uh, so Aparna is another name for Parvati. As I said, when she was fasting, she didn't eat aparna means without leaves that's a simple meaning of it right um, um, like there's a, a a word somebody's name maybe you know somebody named suparna right suparna means beautiful leaves or means lotus right that uh, there's a, 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 a sanskrit scholar friend of ours at, at berkeley that he says when in doubt if it, what a word means put the word lotus in and see if it fits because <laughs> there's so many words for lotus suparna is also one word for lotus right suparna with leaves right Paranasi is another name for lotus. We get this type of thing. So, the, uh, um, so that's a simple that she's uh, without that she's so she's fasting without food, not even leaves. And this is the parana here means leaves that fall naturally. There's different, like, and that's actually a, this is a type of it's a weirdest this type of austerity. But this is um, even in the Bhagavatam, uh, it's mentioned the rules for a vanaprastha, right? They can only eat things that fall fruit and leaves that fall from trees. They can't pick leaves or pick fruit right or there's a thing in emergency you can take from a field after it's been cleared after you know like farmers like they didn't go back you know that you know that the plants are going to be dug up and things like that you know that's also an emergency but usually it's just uh, they take fruits and leaves that have that have because uh, 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 no karma in that at all they're there's an extreme lifestyle for sure right the vanaprasa forest dweller so it's kind of like so this is the type of austerity she was doing she was during this time of austerity she's not only she was she was doing the Panchagni uh, uh, tapas. During the summer, you surround yourself with four fires and then the sun above. Right? Maybe you've seen pictures of sadhus doing this. Right? Very important sadhana. Also mentioned Krishna and Bhagavatam. He gives instructions on that for the Vanaprasth ashram. This uh, Panchagni uh, puja should be done. Tapas. Um, and actually, it's done pretty much from the beginning of... It's done for two months for the entire solar... From the beginning of summer... From um, to to the end of summer, right? And then during the winter, she would sit outside uh, uh, under the rain and the snow without any shelter. These are extreme. Even now, there's sadhus that in the winter they'll they'll uh, uh, sit uh, uh, neck deep in the river, right? In the cold river under fire. These are extreme things. These are not. I don't suggest the. The thing is, I do. I don't suggest these tapasyas, but we do suggest some tapasya, some austerity, some discipline is important. These are heroic, these getting Shiva himself, right? But if you want Shiva, it requires a lot of tapasya. But I pulled down to him. Right. Come on.
ओके अपर्णम सो इन द नवदुर्गा वी हैव लिस्टेड हियर द फर्स्ट वन इज शैलपुत्री द द डॉटर ऑफ द रॉक राइट और द माउंटेन पार्वती राइट राइट द नेक्स्ट वन इज ब्रह्मचारिणी राइट दिस इज अपर्णम properly this is her this this phase right when parvati was trying to do austerities to get lord shiva she became and she put on the dress actually here we the dresser is like a the now the symbol is like a white cloth you know with a, a yellow or white cloth with a red border is like the the sign of a of a gurukuli or something like somebody doing a student life the brahmachari brahmacharini period right it's described that she wore um a uh, bark that the old world like would it would have been bark Or skins that you would wear during that period of time. Now I don't know. I, you know, I've never. I've actually I, at a museum a display of African religion at UC Berkeley, at the Archaeological Museum. Next, uh, uh, there was a great because um, uh, they of, of, of clothes made of bark, and we got to see you know the, these long sheaths. Like I've never seen how you'd make like Ram wore bark clothes. You know during his austerity time in the forest. So the, you can see, kind of visualize how they strip these long strips of, and then it's very um, uh, soft, and tied with, and then she tied it with um, um described all these things. Shastra tied it with um, a kunjagras uh, belt, that maybe use it. these things have lost their, not many people do this anymore. The belt made of a uh, uh, kunjagras, uh, but she described that she did all these things, but she was doing austerity. So she's fasting. She's doing yoga, yogic practices, doing tapasya, right? So a yogi, in this sense, is she's born from the mountain. She's sleeping or asleep, right, in the mountain. Now she has, by her tapasya, represented by the name of Parana, she has to awaken. This is her waking of the yoga consciousness, the spiritual consciousness, right? So in <clears throat> There's another meaning. Uh, uh, Atmaram pointed out to me. Oh yeah, I forgot to look this. Uh, look in the um, classical commentaries and Lita Sasanama. This name is also there. Uh, Aparna, both Parvati and Aparna are given, and in, and in the classical commentaries, they also give uh, some meaning. And it's both meaning Aparna as Aparna without leaves, right? But it could also be Aparitna, right? And that becomes Aparna, right? And so interpreted that way, ritna means it's a the root comes from like debt, obligation, a debt like when you owe money. That it means that type of debt, right? So parana becomes she who has no debt, she owes nothing, which is a very interesting uh, play or idea of the term. And actually, even some translations of the Lita Sasnama they'll give a parana rather than like the normal meaning, which popular Hindu people name their daughter a parana. You know, thinking it means that that's Parvati during her fasting period. You know, but actually, the classical ancient commentaries they translate the first translation is she who is without debt. That's how that's how they give it, rather than she who is without leaves, right? Right. But it's very interesting to think about that. I mean, she owns nothing. That uh, so, the way the commentaries uh, meditate on this idea is that like, she's all pervading, right? But nothing binds her. Right, she has no obligation. Like we're we're we are we our presence and our limited presence in this world is because we owe. It's called karma. <laughs> we have a lot of debt. We have a lot of obligations. You know, you feel. I mean, every you, the fact that you have a body, this is you're paying off your debt, right? And what are you doing? Creating more karma that require another body to pay off your debt. This is how it works. 
body to body, death to death. Is how you know we're tra- we're trapped, right? You know, she's everywhere but not trapped, mm. right? That's what like, that she's complete. So that idea that I don't think about is like uh, like uh, you know uh, another way to think of it. Not like without no deck could could be extended to like without desire. Like you know, imagine you, there, there's a bowel song. It's like you walk. I walk through the marketplace, but not as a not as a um, as a shopper. That didn't didn't translate very well. It's really pretty in Bengali. <laughs> Ram Priyadas sings that song. You know, he has a better translation. I can not as a buyer as like that, right? Right. And, and, uh, so imagine it's like you know, it's like we go through the store. It's like everything. It's like but imagine you can enjoy the marketplace, but you have no desire. Therefore, I mean, or you, or you can think of you own everything. You don't need, or another thing, you don't need anything. Another way of thinking without debt, right? No need, right? No obligation, no need, right? And therefore, you can. She, her relationship with the world is totally different, right? Another uh, song that says, "I shall bathe in the river, but my hair won't get wet," right? You know, so it's like we get trapped. Everything we do, we get just trapped. She can do everything without debt, without bondage, free, right? She's everywhere and and, and bound by. It's another interesting meaning of parana. And then Bhaskararya, uh, Bhaskaracharya, who is the famous, the most famous commentator in Lita Sasanama. He is the, the, um, you know, he's the grandfather of all commentators on Lita tradition, Trivita tradition. She describes, he, he interprets Parana as fall. So a Parana, one, that one who doesn't fall. Right, it's an interesting, another way of thinking of it. And so, what does it mean? That, that so it could be, you know, why she like we have in, we're embodied in this world because we've fallen into this body in a certain sense, you know, right? The the the, the, the these type of souls there. This is they're manifesting their avatarhood, right? Manifestation in completely different reasons. We are we are usually we are what what, what causes human birth? Actually, in the okay, in the um um what's it called the uh, um last verses of the ninth skanda Shama Bhagavatam it says why Krishna is born why does Krishna have a body right it's a whole meditation I love these verses very much and it says why do we have a body we have a body right because we have desires right and we have karmas we have so that we have our, our kama and karma are the cause of our desire right uh, we want something and therefore we have a body to fulfill it and we deserve something we've earned something Right, and therefore we have a body we've earned, and we deserve something for being punished or rewarded accordingly. Also, that that the two different ways of thinking of karma, right? He said, but this isn't true of Krishna. This isn't true of Parvati, right? They're desire. They're, they're not desire in the normal sense. Of desire. This is a different. Uh, so it's not. So Aparna could be. She's like. Uh, she's not. She didn't fall into this world, or she. You know, not not the human. And then the fi- final. We'll, we'll we'll do this last word because it fits. Nischala. <coughs> Nischala. So Nischala means it has two ways of thinking of it. Uh, the common meaning would be uh, uh, not movable, right? Uh, uh, like Achala Saptami is a day where Achala means without moving, Nischala without moving, not moving, right? It's another name for like Parvati, you know, there's like stone, Shaliputri, she's solid and unmovable, right? Uh, motionless, stable like a rock, like the earth, right? Uh, uh, motionless, firm, right? So that's interesting. So if by that meaning, nischila means not moving. Yet these other names that like that fits asleep, but also means waking up, 
right? And and so it's so it's so it, it plays this with moving and just like we have the chint achint of conceivable inconceivable, we have moving and unmoving. We have both unmoving and moving. She's as the unmoving principle, she's supreme conscious itself. And as a moving principle, she's its manifestation as name and form, causation, the whole the world of name and form, Pakriti. So by saying she's unmoving, could her as Brahman, her as Purusha, her as Atman, not just as Pakriti and as Abhulutes like that. Right. But then another, a little more sophisticated meaning of the term uh, uh, Nishchala is not divided. Right? She cannot be split. Also, like a, of course, you can split a rock, but this is a, she's very firm. She's an unsplittable rock, you know. She, in other words, she cannot be compartmentalized. So, although we see her as many, this world as many. There's, it's, and she's also the supreme reality. That's one, and never uh, one without a second, as our Guruji liked to quote. Uh, um. So I think we'll leave. We'll stop there. That'll be a good. Let me see what time we're doing here. Maybe have a clock. Oh. Any any comments? Hmm? What happened? Okay. Well, we're actually we're a few we're uh, is unheard of in the, the <laughs> history. The devas must be pleased. Any any comments or questions? Yes, you're you're always good for questions and comments. That's not really a question. I just said you made me think. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> that's that's the one thing I wanted people to do. No, you're supposed to just accept what I say. Don't think. Don't think about it. Let I'll do the thinking for you. Don't worry about it. Haven't you think? You don't know how this religion thing works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unstable, firm, unmoving. Yeah. But she also comes from, she's, actually, she's one of the Dharani Dara, right? She, she holds everything up. She's holding up that which holds everything up, one of her names, mm-hmm. right? That's, I think we, maybe we said that name, or it's coming, it's coming up, or we said it before, I don't know. Dharani Dara, or Dara Dharani, I forget. I have a Swami friend that's Dari Dharinananda, or Dari Dharananda, I'm not going to remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, she's she's Mother Earth itself. Yeah. But Mother Earth, usually we think Mother Earth as moving, as Pakriti, as like that. But she's Earth as in the thing that supports everything. Jagadatri, she supports the world. She's an Earth element, right? But the Earth supports everything, and that's her. But she supports that which supports everything. So she's the support of the Earth, right? So if we think of it tantrically or yogically, right? Muladhara, energetically in our own body, the Earth element supports us is Muladhara Chakra. That's our body and the world and physical consciousness, right? Physical awareness, right? Muladhara. Underneath Muladhara, right, is, is, is Kundalini, right? So that Muladhara holds everything up. It's our, literally, this is what we're sitting on. Get off your Muladhara and get going. You know? <laughs> That's the way it is. We're sitting on our Muladhara, right? right. Uh, but what do, what do we sit on? So we, we, the earth is our, is our seat, but we're also our, we're also our seat. Right, our consciousness is somewhere like that, but our the real consciousness, the source of our consciousness. We have, sometimes we do, will define Kundalini as a, a. It's common to say, "Oh, at the base of the spine." You can dig all you want. There's nothing at the base of the spine. You know, it's like it's not a physical thing. You know, it's like they've. You know, I mean, I mean, there, there's clusters of nerves and, and organs that fit. You know, the excretory things are at the earth element, and the breathing is the air element. You know, they 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 fit more or less like that. It's built on the pattern, but it's not an actual. 
thing, right? Uh, but it's a it's a way it's a it's a it's a map that was discovered. That's why you can use it retroflectively before the Kundalini and the chakra system was developed. You can look back at the text like the Chandi, and it's like, oh, that makes perfect sense, right? You know, because it still fits because it, because Kundalini is not just at the base of the spine. That's a very that's like the very physical, worldly way of thinking of it. Actually, right? It's, a, uh, uh, um, it's at it's at the base of our being. Right, it's a, it's our foundation, you know. So that our foundation you really think is like, like we would think our, our foundation is here, is our foundation here. It's hard to how to see how it works, but you know the very ground, the very the the foundation of everything, even be, below the foundation, the foundation of our foundation, right? Or this we, now we could use a different thing at the center, rather than at the bottom or at the top. We could use a you can change the metaphor. We're at the center of our being to be create. You know, the, this becomes the muladhara or something like that. You know. Uh, but it's interesting that you, that that that, that um, uh, uh, yeah, the Earth is. Uh, uh, I think actually I have it listed here as the Earth. <laughs> so I was supposed to talk about that. So you brought that up, the Earth. Uh, um, yeah, but you know when you think of Earth as as Mother Earth is the moving part of the Earth, not the not the unmoving. Yeah, the, the, the. And there's a there's a verse in the um, in the puja in our puja class we talked in it when we purify the asan om pravitraya loka devi tvam vishnuna dhritatucham chat om o god o mother o pavit om o goddess earth um pritvi an ancient vedic term for for earth before budevi o pritvi devi you hold all who holds all on your lap you are held by vishnu right so so now this is the same type of thing is that vishnu is consciousness right uh uh uh, 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 as, as Vishwa, uh, Vishnu in this um, interpretive scheme means all-pervading consciousness, right? Which is another quality. This is the quality of Kundalini also, right? And so there, the earth element, the earth itself is held by 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 Vishnu, right? And there's stories of of, of Varaha, uh, there's stories like that that give references to it. But esoterically or internally or yogically, you know, you are. You, you, the muladhara, the earth element, holds everything up, O Mother Earth, right? And you are held up by by that. What does it exist in, right? The earth doesn't exist in nothing. It exists in consciousness, and even consciousness is that's a nice word. It's still a descriptive thing. We can say consciousness, right? Consciousness doesn't exist in nothing, right? And so in the Devi Bhagavatam, the whole scene of Vishnu lying in the cosmic ocean, right? Okay, he's Brahma creates the universe. Awesome. Vishnu, where does he come from? From Vishnu. That's great. No doubt. He's all-pervading, supreme source of everything. The, the bija, the seed of, of, of the seed giving, literally the seed of the lotus of the world is Vishnu. Right. But then the question is, what's he, okay, he, where, is, where is he sleeping? Where is he laying? Where does that ocean exist in? Right. And so the, Bhagavatam, the Devi Bhagavatam says that that is the womb of reality. Right, and so that, that that's that we can't. It's like, is it? What is it? We, it's not even consciousness. It contains consciousness and unconsciousness. Right, you know, it's like it's the womb. That that's, that womb is a very motherly goddess image. That's these are the thousand names of her. Right, it's given to her. <laughs> you know, we can't. It's it, it can't describe what what or I mean, it's achinta, inconceivable. But even this, I just said a bunch of stuff that's kind of conceivable, right? But it's not really conceivable. Whatever you're thinking is not right. That's what I think. <laughs> Our Guruji had a great one of his lines that he wrote me. Uh, he says, whatever, wh- whatever the mind thinks and wherever it goes is maya. 
<laughs> Whatever you're thinking, that's not true. But it's, a use, it's also true. Divine thoughts are true, but still, not the way we think. All right, we'll leave it there. Thank you for your kind attention. So tomorrow evening we'll do some bhajans for Ganesh. For, uh, uh, for Ganesh Tattuti. Om Kali. Jai Tattuti.